Okay, so we're going to try it a new segment here, sort of recap of the week of news in esports, and um, try bring it to, to you guys a bit more frequently. Um, so it's just myself and Trev here today. Trev, how you getting on? I'm good. Do you ever watch a TV series and you get to episode six and they do a bit of a backstory about all the um, all the characters in the uh, in the TV show? I feel that's what we are today. Are you saying this is a filler? I'm not using the word. I'm not going to use the word. It's a new segment, but I, I, I'm just a, I'm just throwing it out there. It's a very well rehearsed and prepared new segment. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah. Just like the character segment in a TV series in episode six is well acted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good stuff. Right, so Trev, what have you seen over the last week? Subway getting into esports. We've spoken a lot over the last few weeks or over the last few podcasts about, about Guild Esports and their journey into it. I think we've all we've all been curious as to what 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 you know where this journey goes. You, we know that the Beckham is involved, we know they've that they've they've raised significant sums and you know partnerships was a key key part part of that. Um and I think they're starting to deliver, you know, um in game they're starting to deliver titles in Fortnite, you know, Rocket League they're doing well, but it's the partnerships that kind of everybody really wants to wants to see. And I think Subway coming in is for me, I think it's a real statement. They're probably the one um, you know, food um company that that's maybe not made an impact on this. You know, we've seen KFC coming in, you know, and really kind of owning the space in a gaming perspective, you know. We've seen in the States, we've seen Chipotle coming in and, and maybe owning the tournament side of things um, a bit, you know, certainly around Fortnite and working with influencers. And, you know, Burger King has, you know, and Stevenage is probably, uh, you know, it's been well versed. So I think Subway coming in is, is, is quite, it's quite an exciting announcement in my view. And I think it's interesting that they've kind of decided to come in at team level rather than at league level or, you know, at, um, at other title level. So uh, interesting to really see where that goes. Cool, yeah, I haven't seen any of this yet. So do you think it's going to materialise more like a content partnership? Or how, how do you think it's going to work? I would imagine it's going to be going to be very content heavy. I think it's it, it's it's going to be interesting to see do they how do they activate, how do they bring that kind of real life experience into the um, you know, because look, at the end of the day, what what do Subway want? Okay, fine. Brand awareness, but they have that. They don't need guild for that. So they want to sell more subway rolls. So how are they going to, to leverage off this relationship and what type of content can we expect to see? And, you know, do they get an in-game, you know, activation on it? Potentially maybe via FIFA, if the FIFA titles, you know, go down that route. So so where, how does this come to life? And I think that's that, that'll be the big question. Great, so we'll keep an eye on that one over the next couple of weeks. We might... um provide a link to to this story um, with this podcast as well. Cool, so what else have you seen? Anything else cool? Um, uh, as an aside, I, I've got an interest in the crypto space and NFT space, you know, and it's, um, you know, agency world, it's something that's, that's kind of, I've been curious about and we've got some clients that were doing some exciting stuff. So I think it was very interesting to see the moves made by, by last premier to bring on coinbase as a partner i don't know if you're uh if you're aware of coin coinbase but there it's a crypto cryptocurrency platform and really what they're looking to do is they 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 want to bring 
the world of esports closer to crypto, I guess, through player-led content and activation. So I think it's it's quite an interesting one to see a cryptocurrency kind of coming into the space. I mean, you, you would think that esports and crypto should be intertwined in mindsets. You know, they're digital first um, in their nature. So I think it'll be good. And again, I think like, like Guild, I think Blast, I think they're smart. You know, I think they're smart guys in what they're trying to do and what they're trying to achieve. And, uh, you know, they seem to be picking up some really cool partnerships. So... Yeah, that, that that that's an exciting one as well, in my view. Yeah, I've got a, a Coinbase wallet for my Bitcoin and Ethereum, so um, I've been it's like a really super handy app for any kind of transaction. So it'd be kind of interesting to see what, if any, gaming titles will allow you to transact through crypto, and maybe that's where it's heading. So, like, there is, like, I, I know there's these guys. Um, uh, esports fight club with veracity and and they actually give out their prizes in tokens the the, the vra token i wonder will it be interesting like will 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 blast and coinbase can they take it to that level where you know a bitcoin or or a, or a litecoin or ethereum or some other type token that's kind of emerging or maybe in that that's suitable to the esports space that that becomes the prize pool i, I saw a great thing during the week where there was a tournament in um, 2011 and the first prize was $500. The second prize was 250 and the third prize, third, fourth and fifth and sixth got one Bitcoin each or two Bitcoins each. And it's made millionaires out of what I think they got more than one or two. I, I, when we post the podcast, I will link this particular yeah. thing so people can see. Uh, but they actually... It was so much more worth to to get the Bitcoin rather than your five hundred quid, and I think that's. I'd love to see that kind of story come out of blast. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Jeez. You'd want to hope that those uh, those people kept their Bitcoin or kept their 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 token. Um, yeah. It's almost the pizza the pizza guy getting his tip of a Bitcoin back then, and you know, yeah. uh, you know, and what's what's that what's that worth? You know. So it's there's history being made here. You know, and well, we don't know what that history is going to be, and if it's going to be approached in the right way. You know, how about you? Yeah, I've I've been scaring the internet for kind of some of the things that have excited me in in this space, and I am absolutely loving Rocket League's move into mobile gaming. So they're releasing Rocket League Sideswipe. So Rocket League is a runaway success. I I must have played it religiously for like the first three or four seasons. Um. They have a player base of 70 million players. You know, they had a peak 1 million concurrent uh, last year. You know, it's it's super popular. Um, for those that don't know, it's car v car v football. Um, really, really fun game, really accessible. Um, but now they're launching um, a mobile specific title, which reduces the, the time frame of the game. So uh, Rocket League is five minute a match and you could play with up to eight players. Uh, the mobile game seems to be 1v1 or 2v2 and, and really short two minute games. So um, it'll be it'll be cool to see if they can bring this into the, the esports world. Um, but I would suspect that their move to mobile is for the, the the asian market like you know capturing the world of cod on cod mobile and um pubg mobile for you know the india marketplace for example um so i, I would suspect that's what they're targeting and would, would you think that will will that have 
like is that is this a gaming move or is there an esports element to this do you think i mean you know PUBG's got a, a pretty good esports scene around it and that's you know a mobile first game is that something a garena free fire in brazil you know again is that something that we can see you know happening with with, with sideswipe yeah i'd say so um that's always kind of going to be a function of of releasing title on a different platform but the, the base game is exactly the same but i just think it's to tap into the mobile market of brazil or india you know there's so many players there that don't play on console or pc um, and now they're providing uh, a, a game that they can actually play um so just think about all the, the the skins and battle passes and season passes that are going to come along with that you know they're going to make a lot of money through it but it's cool like i i can't wait to play a bit of rocket league on on well back when we're traveling on the train on the way into work um be a bit of fun i i'm a big fan of uh of clash royale as as, as a mobile game master level but never you know the pro scene it bypassed me you know it, it, it's but but it's uh, i i love it i think as a game but i think as a concept um, I think it's brilliant because like like what Rocket League Sideswipe is going to be, it's a free game. Yeah. Uh, but but the in-game element, you know, you, you can, you know, you can only imagine what type of revenue can be driven, like with packs, chests, yeah. you know, everything. So like even just just the, in the last few days, like Clash Royale released magic potions. So you've got 13 tiers for a character in um, in Clash Royale and in order to, 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 to go up, you have to get cards, you know, so I'm up to 2000 to move up to a, to a level. So you get your cards and they bought in magic potions as a as a means to expedite that. And now when you open chests, you can get magic potions or you can buy magic potions. So you can you just see the, the, the potential and you can imagine like the Rocket League world, you know, like season passes, you know, it's just going to be. You know the skins, the doing, uh, you know the opportunity in there. You'd imagine is going to be huge, particularly in, as you say, India, Brazil. Yeah, I think um, game developers are wily enough um, figuring out the ways to eke more cash out of our pockets. Um, you know, I suppose we could get into a whole conversation about loot boxes in in another conversation. But um, yeah, I think Rocket League have managed their their transactions their microtransactions pretty well and it seems fair enough so if they continue on i kind of wish them all the success with it yeah and tell me you're uh you, you you're like a whopper of an announcement when it comes to sponsorship as well right oh very good um yeah this one was actually flagged to me by hannah todd who i work with in diageo she dropped it into our marketing group and it's um Burger King uh, activating with uh, NBA 2K21. So I love this idea because I think this is something that I really want to see brands uh, exploring more is like, how can they obviously partner with the, with the game in the virtual world, but then how do they make it real for consumers um, in the real world? And, and maybe like your Subway um, your subway point it's ultimately burger king want to sell more burgers so how are they going to do that and uh, what they've done with nba 2k21 is that they've created a custom court so it's the bk menu court and within the uh, the court there are images of various different items from the menu so if you perform uh, a trick shot <clears throat> Uh, from one of those menu items and record it and upload it to the uh, burger king twitter you can essentially just win that product for free 
Um, so I think this is great for a lot of reasons. They're driving footfall into store. They're creating a lot of user-generated content. They're going to flood Twitter with hashtag BK menu court, uh, tagging Burger King and NBA 2K. But they've also partnered with them some really uh, high-profile Spanish content creators, Robert PG and VitTuber. So they're going to be promoting this uh, activity all across Twitch and YouTube. So really clever stuff from David in Madrid. Uh, and I want to see, I, I can't wait to see how this uh, develops. But as I was saying, you know, more brands can think about how they can activate in the virtual world, uh, but then bring it into real world experience for consumers. I mean, when, when, when you think of it, it's fantastic, really, isn't it? Because it, 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 it's in-game, you know, it, it, it's challenge-led. Uh, and as you say, like, it, it's, driving, it's driving footfall. And, you know, I mean, you know, we're, today we're only T and B, we've no D. But, but putting your, even with your, like, seeing an opportunity like this, I mean, your Diageo hat has to, has to kind of nearly go into overdrive and think of the possibilities that that the stair fee or is it is it kind of you know something that you kind of maybe go okay this is cool this is nice have how do we because is this something that other brands can replicate or is this a first mover thing i think it's easily replicated like just think about the sheer amount of titles out there um that that any brand can activate around it's uh, obviously you're looking for a good brand fit and it's always trickier with alcohol brands um, to activate on these platforms because you, you can't be certain of the audience that's playing them. Uh, but like a bit of exploration, you can kind of figure out what will work for you. But, you know, if you look at, um, I can't remember the name of the company. I'll put a link to this, but it, it was a white goods company in Colombia um, activated around Call of Duty Mobile. So they had some high profile uh, players playing and if you killed them in the game recorded it you were you were able to get discount on you know fridges and washing machines in in, in whatever the Columbia version of DID is and um, so you know that's not they're not necessarily act, you know coming up with a brand partnership with Activision per se or you know branding elements of the game but they were able to come up with a, a pretty cool campaign around the game that really appeals to uh you know probably a younger audience who are potentially in their first apartment or home and would benefit from discounts on a on a fridge or a washing machine so i just thought that was really smart but like that's brands can activate on the game without necessarily a brand partnership with developers or publishers um, and i think it's it's just down to you know, creative idea, but I just love that not only is there a transaction here for the um, for whatever the brand is, but they're they're getting a lot of content out of it, and they're rewarding consumers for engaging with their brand. So it just comes down to to a bit of creativity, doesn't it? Yeah, and actually, just just delve into that because you know we're here to challenge a bit about these things as well. And like, is there a case to be made that? You're gonna piss off some people, you know, and like, you know, I, I, I just want to have my gaming experience. I want to play in V2K without having the challenge of a whopper uh, on the court, or, you know, maybe I've had I've had challenges with weight, and and and, and I've chosen a different lifestyle, and, and this is you know the gambling ad almost in my face. If if I'm recovering gambling, maybe I'm being naive in what I'm saying there, but. Is there any worry that we get to an 
an overkill? I mean, you know, it, it, I'm fully in bed with smart activation, but is there, is there a situation where we can kind of go, ah, oh, I'm fed up to see now brands in game. It's ruining my experience, you know, or is that, is, 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 is that not the case? It all depends on how it's activated. You know, it'd be the same in any kind of walk of life. If you're at a, a live NBA game, there's going to be branding left, right, and center. There's going to be, um, advertising along the side of the, the the court you know you can't get away from that um so maybe consumers in the nba world are a bit more used to that so maybe that's why it, it's a perfect fit but maybe a game where you just don't expect any advertising i don't know what that would be like um maybe even Fortnite. you know like the, if they wanted to they could have every inch of that game with a major brand on it but they don't they do it in um whatever partnerships they do do they make sure it's hyper creative and adds to the experience rather than passive advertising. So I suppose there's a fine balance to be struck. Um, but I would, I would see that as a, a fine balance to be struck, no matter where you're going to be advertising your brand. If it's done in a, in a, in a way that adds value to the consumer, if it's done in a really creative way, I think people don't have an issue with it, but if it's, you know, you're labeling everything, uh, with your logo, yeah, people are going to get annoyed and it's it's a cheap way to do it, isn't it? Mm. Is there any we've seen, like, you know, we like to talk about what we got right, but I was trying to think that there's nobody I've seen kind of has really got it wrong yet, Ben, is there? In, in Yeah, I don't know, because we're obviously big advocates of this space, so we're, we're yeah. slightly biased and we're bringing the good news stories um, to to light continuously, but... Um, Maybe maybe that's for another episode. We we have a little think about brands that haven't necessarily done it correctly, or it feels a little inauthentic, or um, the brand fit isn't right, which I'm sure there are examples of. But maybe maybe we don't hear about them because they've had such a, a, a low lifespan. Mm. I'd love. I think if we and I know we'll be we'll be pushing this out on LinkedIn. But I think if anybody on the on the network has anything that they'd like to. Uh, like to share with us that we could be have a discussion or even come on and chat with us. I think this is a, we'll just take a little second, right? And we're going to, we're going to bang our chest, Ben, because the Wolf of Wall Street has gone into esports. Oh yeah? He's gone in on the advisory board of Game Square Esports. The parent company of Code Red Esports has joined its advisory board, huh? What a, what a bit of a move, right? that's it like um you know there's there's plenty of high profile investors out there now looking at the uh, the world of esport and gaming so it's it's kind of no surprise um the chap's obviously a, a very suave uh, and clever businessman um who's reformed uh, i'm sure so yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens and what comes of that yeah i mean he, well, he, he he's had a He's he's a motivational speaker now, I think, isn't he? So he's got and he's a social influencer. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what impact he has. I mean, it's uh, it's funny. Like he he's probably you know through through life experiences kind of you know emerged as almost an antihero, I guess, of sorts. Um, and like we've seen, kind of almost. You know, with with the likes of the GameStop Reddit groups, you know that 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 maybe anti-establishment in in the um in financial world is kind of you know on trend and on topic. So maybe it's 
it's kind of ironic, is it? I don't know if that's the word or the right use of the word, but that that we get we 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 get Mr. Belford into this into this space, but you know certainly something that would grab grab some headlines in it, and I guess it's you know it's like with all these things, the more people from mainstream worlds that kind of come into it or are different backgrounds, I guess it it only helps the uh, it helps the the space, but it's certainly um certainly an interesting one anyway to want to keep an eye on. Yeah, for sure. Um, you kind of uh, popped something in my mind that I did see yesterday, and yesterday being April Fools. I don't know if you came across it, but do you know uh, G Fuel energy drink, um, which are is pretty much the the energy drink for esports. Um, they came out with a chili dog flavored energy drink, and by all accounts, it's not an April Fools. Um, so I think we'll get to the bottom of that one in another call and. Um, same Imagine, yeah, yeah, bit weird, bit weird. Now I think we look. This this is, this this is a show where we're, we you know we normally have guests. We 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 normally have a tree. We we we're kind of, we wanted to have a chat to keep keep things going over over Easter. There's so much happening. I mean, you could do you could do nearly a show every day. To be fair, I guess the one thing I wanted to to to, to kind of two two last things for you, Discord. And your war zone progress, not interlinked. Let them be said, but Microsoft looking at Discord is that something that's gonna ruin your day if that happens? Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna ruin my day. I just hope. Like I, I love Discord and I've used it um, quite a bit for organizing clan games and Destiny. Um, we had a, a fairly active Discord on 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 our Destiny for a Destiny clan. Uh, and then also for with uh, just a group of mates for for organizing just any game that we're we're playing. Um, it's a really cool tool. Uh, a lot of people still in the dark about it, but Des- um, Microsoft are obviously looking at it. I think the number is something like fourteen billion that they're going to buy it for, quite rightly. But I would just fear that obviously Xbox is a is a Microsoft platform. Um, would Discord then lose that sort of brand agnostic, uh, platform agnostic kind of feeling? You know, does it become native to Xbox dashboards? What does that do to people who are PlayStation, like myself, who use Discord quite regularly? I don't know. So that's just something I'd be, you know, hmm. wondering and questioning. Is is there an alternative to Discord? Um, you know, Ben, I use Discord as well. I mean, probably not as 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 deep as you are there. You know, use it a lot for comms. But is there an alternative out there? And and who, like, who rises from the ashes? You know, so like, if people like some people are genuinely are anti these Microsoft buying out these big 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 things. You know, yeah. and Zoom has kind of overtaken Skype. You know, and Skype is probably the you know the original the first. So like, is there somebody in the wings if? if people are not happy with Discord's decision, if they ultimately go with it? Not really. Like, it's just essentially like a forum, you know, so you can have a members-only forum um, to talk about whatever. Like, there's some crazy Discord servers out there that you could be part of, Um, some of them quite questionable. But, like, Reddit, it's essentially just having, you know, a private Reddit where your mates can chat about it. It's just Discord, some of the functions within Discord. There's even a chat feature within Discord. You can put your comms through Discord. Um, like it's a, it's a total package. 
in one where you could be using Reddit, you could be using Zoom, you could be using you know something else and you know trying to communicate that way. So I don't know who will come up behind it. I just hope Discord remains open to everybody and not locked down to maybe Microsoft only or maybe even if Microsoft only platforms get you know better benefits from it. I think that'll just ruin the experience for other people. Okay. Okay, and before we finish, Warzone, are we happy? Are we sad? Where are we going? Very like, sad. Oh, oh Genie, okay, right, very sad. Let's get into it. Oh, I can't deal with it anymore. I, uh, I'm just sick of the cheaters. They're actually ruining the game. Like, And this might sound like me having a whine because uh, I haven't been playing that well recently, but there's just too many times where you're, you're, you're playing a game and something happens and you're like, there's just no way that they made that shot. Or there's just no way they down me that quickly. So, um, like if you put in COD cheater into Google and you'll just see the sheer amount of comments about um, how it's been ruined. It's just actually been ruined by cheaters. And then the meta for guns that they're releasing, you know, in some instances it's nearly play, pay to win. People can buy a blueprint for a certain gun that hasn't been nerfed yet and they just go on an absolute unmerciful streak and if you haven't paid the cash for that gun you're at a disadvantage so just the playing field is not is not fair uh there's too many cheaters in the game and it just kind of gets to the stage where the few hours that i have to play video games during the week i'm like i'm not enjoying it i'm not having fun so i've actually deleted it off the ps5 uh that's how drastic it's gotten and okay. so my mates We've all we've all just ditched it. We can't deal with it anymore, and we're now playing Apex Legends um, quite religiously. So, okay, Apex, uh, just the jump. Just just for somebody that 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 that's like, you know, listening in and and, and you know, the, the the curious. I mean, how does somebody go about? You know, I'm not saying we educate on how to cheat in the game, but but how are these people gaining an advantage? Like to to, you know, on on Warzone. I mean, what are they doing? That's that 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 that's um you know upsetting people i guess like it's so varied so okay. you know there are aim bots which just basically help you aim so you, you know you're not having to finesse your thumbs to to, to do that for you the computer uh, software is basically doing it for you and you're getting a headshot every time and therefore you could beat anyone to the kill um there's uh, wall hacks that you can you know, get software that makes you see through walls. Um, even even there's things that Activision implement in the game, which they don't intend it to turn into uh, a cheat, but f through whatever glitch it allows you to cheat. Like there was the uh, the Rose skin uh, scandal. Basically, they released a skin on one of the characters that pretty much just made her invisible. So you couldn't see her. Like she could crouch in the corner of a room and you just you wouldn't see her. Um, so, you know, there's just too many instances of things that Activision implements, you know, that make the game unfair and people catch on and they're, you know, glitching in the gas uh, and and therefore kind of spoiling the game for other people. Um, and then there's, there's actual software and things that you can buy online that help you cheat in the game, which I see absolutely no purpose because you're not playing the game. Like if you were just getting, you know, one shot kills the whole time, like what are you actually learning or what's the enjoyment there? But people are doing it and people are spending money on it. So Yeah, I know I know at the esports the esports top tier level that, you know, that they have tools in place, you know, to, to, to stop all that. But I guess it's very difficult, you know, for your your casual gamers to you know, that are 
you know, trying to improve and go up the ranks to come up against this at, at such a stage. And what is the benefit to that, to that, to that, to that person? Like if they're on a pathway to pro, you know, they obviously have good gaming skill, but putting in an aimbot, like, does it grab the attention of an esports organization as an undiscovered talent? You know, or are they quickly found out then? You know, if they get into that space, or am I just talking rubbish there? No, no, you're dead right. Like, you'd be found out so quickly because you just don't have the skills. It's like any athlete who's using a substance to perform better in the real world. Like, as soon as they don't have that substance, are they still the same player? You know, can they compete? So it's exactly the same. Um, and Activision are banning people left, right and centre. You'll see ban waves coming like every month. They're banning 40,000 people here, 60,000 people there, 100,000 people. Like there's that number of people wow. cheating. Um, but I don't know how people are getting back online. It's not IP lockdown. It's maybe just an email or something as simple as that. But nah. it's just, you know, there are always going to be people to cheat in games and that's fine. But it was just the sheer regularity of it in in Warzone that pretty much every game you played, someone was cheating. That it just became no fun. So uh, yeah, Apex Legends. Now there's some cheating that happens in Apex. Like we've sent some dodgy clips into uh, into respawn, uh, tagged them and saying mm, suspect. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's up to respawn to investigate. But as a, as a buddy of mine, uh, Alex pointed out, he's like. When you get killed in Apex, it never feels unfair. Whereas nearly every time you get killed in COD, it feels unfair. Okay, gotcha. And maybe that's us moaning because we're uh, not as good as we used to be because we don't have the time to put into these games. So uh, we'll we'll see. But uh, loving Apex at the moment. Um, so I'll keep ticking away at that. Okay, look forward to the next update on the Apex journey. So Great, cool. So that's... Um, our new news update feature, which we hope to get out with maybe a bit more uh, regularity. So um, any comments, any feedback, send it in to us. Start a conversation on LinkedIn with myself, Dan or Trev. Um, and yeah, if you want to get on to, to air anything about the esports and gaming world, please do. 